Hello? Hello? Is anybody out there? It's the Quick Hit Weekly with Tom and Will. What's going on, buddy? What's up, Tom? Coming to you live from the mobile command post. <laughs> oh, man. it's uh, I'm just cracking a smile just seeing your face, dude. We haven't seen each other in a long time. Usually we see each other at least a couple times during the week in passing, but between yeah. me traveling last week and you being on vacation and then there being road work preventing me from going to the office this week, it's been a minute. Yeah, dude, it feels like it's been a really long time since we've talked. Yeah, so first of all, why are you in your car? <laughs> because opportunity waits for no man. You know, it seemed like a good a time as any to get a session in, right? Yeah, man. I, I mean, I know I'm exciting to talk to and, I, you know, I'm gorgeous to look at, but just overall, <laughs> not your typical outpost there. No, no. You know, we missed we missed a week um, with vacation and last week and everything and just really eager to keep this project going and, and get it out there. I'm sitting here. I've got two hours plus to burn while my daughter's in gymnastics. So I figured we'd, we'd try a, you know, a different location, see how that worked out. If it doesn't work, fail forward, iterate, but you know, you have time for what you make time for. So here we are. There you go, buddy. Just throw as many of those cliches at me as you can. That's, <laughs> that's what I do. It's my thing. It's my thing. So that's great. You're doing dad things, basically. Long story short. Yeah. Dad now. Yeah. Multitasking. <laughs> cool. So I do want to ask you, first and foremost, about your vacation, about your nap time, and if you got anything done while you were there, or if you just had a good time. Oh, uh, yeah. So I got nothing done. Nap time was awry. Uh, you know, I had that little health situation going into vacation. Um, prior to that, my daughter was sick. She got better. I got that. We went on vacation. My daughter got sick again with like a 48-hour stomach bug. Um, while you were at the my beach? Son, while we were at the beach, yep. I spent like a night sitting up with her, holding her hair, rubbing her back while she uh, vomited. You know, I told her she should feel really special because I've, I've never done that for mommy. <laughs> so <laughs> it means a lot, you know, and so it, it was cool too. It was, the temperature was cool. So we didn't spend a ton of time at the beach. There was a lot of indoor stuff and trying to work around her feeling kind of lousy. But all in all, it's vacation. You know, a bad day on vacation is still a better day than a day spent doing stuff you're not passionate about. Yeah, man, that's for sure. So did you go, was it just you, your wife, and your kids, or did you go and see extended family too? Yeah, just uh, just us, just the four of us. Uh, you know, from time to time, we try to orchestrate vacation, like trips with other friends that have kids our age and stuff. And it just never works out. You know, for some odd reason, none of them ever want to freaking plan in advance. And all they ever want to do is drop in on us at the last minute. And that is like the furthest from the thing we like to do. So it usually just ends up being the four of us. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the better way to do it. For me, anytime I've gone on a quote unquote vacation that was more or less a family visit, it's more of an assignment. And there's a <laughs> lot of wrangling of people trying to you know, do things as a group and it becomes a more stressful situation than it does a relaxing one real quick. Absolutely. When I was a teenager, I used to go uh, to Outer Banks as well. 
but I'd go with some extended family, uh, some aunts and uncles and cousins, and it was great fun, great fun. Um, you know, I'd sneak around, drink, do stuff I wasn't supposed to do as a teenager, uh, but it was organized chaos at best, trying to, you know, get 16, 17, 18, 20-some people up and ready to do something, and people are all over the place, and, you know, tempers are, are flaring because some people's personality style has them very, like, get up we go we're structured we do this and other people are very like oh let's just take the day as it comes so yeah the more the more people um as is common with most things in life the more people you add the more complicated it gets yeah i know for me i fall in that latter camp i'm uh sleep till i wake up do what i'm feeling in the moment i imagine that you are probably closer to the structured this is what we're doing type of guy you know, on vacation, I'd like to think I'm somewhere in the in the middle, like a happy medium. I don't need everything planned out. You know, usually the night before the next day, like, hey, what do you want to do tomorrow? You know, if there's like some some trip within vacation, like we're gonna, you know, go on a two hour trip, take the ferry, go to go to Ocracoke or or somewhere secluded that has to be planned out, then I'm willing to do that. Otherwise, I'm happy to roll with the punches. So when you go on vacation, do you feel the pressure to be, I know a lot of people have a hard time going on vacation because they can't leave the rest of life behind mm -hmm. and completely tune it out. Whether it's work, obligations at home, things going on outside, you know, kid responsibilities, and uh, whether it's sports or whatever. How do you do on that front and how do you manage it? Well, as far as work is concerned, I, I feel like I do really well because I'm able to compartmentalize in that aspect. My life is not all about my job. And you know, my mind is always going. So I usually, like I said, when we met last time, I usually tentatively or loosely hold a goal to think through something while I'm on vacation. I've got downtime. I've got, you know, really mental capacity that doesn't have to be taken up by something else. So I usually try to think through something. And a lot of times it's just my diet, my, my workout, you know, my next iteration, the next new thing I'm going to try, the next tweak. You know, as I told you before we went on vacation, you know, I thought it was going to be that that other project, kind of get that rolling, build a little content. And it just didn't work out that way. You know, I did frame, you know, my diet stuff, but I don't put a lot of pressure on myself. I really believe in the importance of unplugging and having downtime. And being an introvert, I naturally get my energy from being by myself, having downtime, not go, 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 do, 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 be around people constantly. So for me, it's it's not hard to unplug. I assume the same is true for you since you're a little more laid back. Oh, yeah, man. If I'm not at work, I am not at work. There's no <laughs> notifications going to my phone. I turn all that stuff off. I mean, I've had yeah. trouble even just traveling for work. I have to remember to turn my notifications on so that I can, you know, because I'm technically working even though mm -hmm. I'm at a show or whatever I'm doing, that gets to be a pain in the butt. And, you and know. see, too, that can change kind of with the individual and their current role because over the past, you know, 10, 12 plus years, I've been in roles where I had to check email frequently. I had to keep notifications on. Not on vacation, on. you don't. Not on vacation. If you're getting, if you're taking paid time off, you don't have to be in the don't in the mix. have to, but it behooved me to, okay? So it wasn't like, yeah, I didn't, I wasn't beholding to somebody to answer something, but it behooved me to do so. Whereas 
now the role I'm in, anybody that needs me, if they need me, they'll contact me on my cell and there aren't as many emergencies, if you will, or urgent things that need to be addressed immediately. Yeah, but what kind of emergencies are you dealing with? I mean, you're not a doctor, right? We'll give that away. You're no. not a doctor. So, I mean, well, what, what type of emergency in a, in a middle management position means you have to have your phone on? That pisses me off and it's one of the things that drives me crazy about the way that we work in this country. It's, it's almost impossible for so many people to get away because they feel like they're obligated to their employer, even though they're getting, you know, they have paid time off for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I misspoke by using the word emergency. As I said, it's more of a it behooves me to do it than it is a required. You know, I'm constantly trying to push myself, grow personally and professionally. And to do that, you need to identify opportunity and you need to pursue opportunity. And in order to get certain opportunities sometimes that are above and beyond what you should get, you have to be a front runner. You have to be the fastest horse in the stable. And sometimes you have to work weekends and nights to do that. But if that's what you want, it's different than being shackled to a job, if that makes sense. And that, that's kind of more the angle I was coming at it from. Uh, I, 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 to me, I don't see that, man. I, and I know we are very different in this way. Yeah. But, you know, there's nothing that's that important. And honestly, anyone that expects me to work while I'm supposed to be on vacation, it's I'm not, not going to be in that job. It but was your it own expectation, you, though. Well, if you spend just a little bit of time and it's not that, that big of a of a burden to you and it gives you the edge to outshine somebody, you know, and, and get that next opportunity or whatever, why I'm going to do that because I'm hungry. I'm taking that fucking opportunity and nobody else is going to have a chance. And if I have to, you know, spend 10 minutes on a weekend or a Friday night looking at something and responding, sweet, man, I'm about that life. And how'd that pay off for you? I've been promoted almost every year or every other year for the past decade, 15 years. So it's working pretty freaking well, I'd say. Yeah, you're, you're riding high now. But I know when we started talking, all you did was bitch, bitch, hey. bitch about I'm not getting recognized. I'm not getting, you know, you know, I'm not saying it's all been roses and sunshine, but I'm saying that's my M.O. And I, I don't agree with anybody that would say that's not been productive over the course of my career. OK. That's fair. I've taken the opposite track and I'm kind of sitting <laughs> parallel to you in terms of organizational charts. So, you know, you can get hey, there multiple ways. Look, man, it's better to be lucky than good, right? I don't mind grinding. I got a work ethic. I'm always pushing for something. So, you know, different strokes for different folks. And again, it was never an expectation, but I don't want you to think I was working 60, 70, 80 hours a week or anything. But if I had occasionally, you know, had to glance at email on a weekend or something or while I was traveling for work, uh, why not? Yeah, I mean, traveling for work, different story, I think. But yes, no. I, I understand what you're saying. Traveling for work is its own separate beast. I, it's, it's honestly, I'm over it at this point. It's one of those things that you come into it and, you know, you're excited. It's going to be great. I get to travel. I can do this and that. You're on the road a couple of weeks and you're just like, ah, just get me home. Get me out of here. I'm telling me the bullshit, yeah. you know. I like a little, a little bit of, of travel, you know, a couple times a year one to four times a year maximum. And that is like sweet. You get to get out those four walls, re-engage in the industry, the you know, with, with customers, with competitors, whatever. And it just gives you a different perspective. Sometimes it can really energize you. Um, you know, if you if you don't overdo it. But yeah, grinding and being out there like on the schedule you guys are on, you know, over the summer, that's not for me either. Yeah. I I'm realizing that, you know, that we're gonna be gone next week third week out of five that will be on the road. And to be honest with you, man, it's, 
I think the thing that it gets to me is it, it feels very lonely, you know, which is weird because I'm traveling with a colleague yeah. and I'm talking to people nonstop and there's people all around way more than, than there is when I'm home or even in my neighborhood, if you can call it a neighborhood. And loneliness is pervasive. And I'm starting to understand, you know, that the play Death of a Salesman. I've never read it. I've heard it's just a complete <laughs> downer and, you know, complete just shit on the life of salespeople in general. But I get it. I get it. And it it's uh, it's tough. It's really tough. But it's, yeah, what's I, confusing is the, the amount of interaction you have. And it's almost like the complete opposite in terms of loneliness. So you're, you're getting further on the spectrum from happiness and, you know, being around people and getting if you're if you're an extrovert and you take, you know, energy from those types of interactions, which on some cases I do. And I used to be a lot more extroverted. I think I'm kind of going into my shell as I go into my old man years. But um, yeah, it, it, it takes a lot from me and I don't find a whole lot of joy in it after yeah. a while. Yeah, that's another area where you and I really differ, you know, is that that kind of thought or perspective on on loneliness, you know, and I think I could whether around people, uh, people, not like close personal friends or anything or, you know, completely uh, in solitude. I think I would weather that a lot better than you would. Yeah. And it's it's conditional, too. I think part of it is I still feel a little bit lost in what I'm doing. Right. Like mm -hmm. it's a very technical field that we work in and neither one of us are technically proficient in, in the end product that we produce. So no. to go to a show and trying to talk to people who are asking technical questions is very challenging for me and mentally exhausting. And yeah. then to try and put on a facade that's good enough to have some conversations and, you know, generate interest, whatever I'm supposed to be doing out there. You know, if Tyler's not there to talk technical, it gets even harder. I yeah. Think at the, part of it, the loneliness is just it's a com combination of, of being lonely from not being able to truly engage because I don't know what I'm talking about. Right. It's, I guess mm -hmm. it, it's almost like traveling abroad and not speaking the language and being in a remote village where no one speaks English. And you're trying right. to communicate, you're doing the best you can, but you can't really have a true meaningful conversation. There's that and it's, it's compounded by the imposter syndrome. Right. Which I yeah. think all of us yeah. have from time to time in different situations, scenarios. I think we had a lot of it before we even posted our first, you know, video here. Is like, well, what, mm -hmm. what the fuck do we have to say that's so important? The answer is nothing. Yeah, who but, are we? You know, yeah. we're just here talking because we'd be talking anyway. It's really just being able to get over that hurdle. I think would help a lot too. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a. Um... You know, another interesting thing when you talk about that imposter syndrome or not being technically proficient. And I know we're like, we're in the same thing kind of, but it's a little bit different now, you know, with what you all focus on and, and what the core focus is on, you know, but I was, I don't know wrong, right or, or otherwise, but I was always very straightforward, you know, Hey, I'm not, I'm not technical expert. My colleague is, I'll introduce you to them. I can talk about this, this, and this, and, you know, carry on a conversation, but if it's headed that way, I'm not going to be your guy. And that's just kind of the approach I took. Again, I don't know if it's wrong, right, or, or other, but I, I found comfort in saying, hey, full disclosure, I'm not your guy to talk about this, but my colleague is. Yeah, and I, you know, I definitely lean on that and I embrace that that is the reality for me. I think I hold myself to a standard where I expect to be able to do it. And working on such yeah. a small team, 
um, <laughs> with really, like, like you said, a very different mission than, than the core business, mm -hmm. I feel a lot more responsibility to get up to speed a lot faster and to understand things that, quite frankly, I was abysmal at in high school. And so the fact that I'm professionally trying to do it is just a fucking joke. But if it know. makes you, yeah, if it makes you feel any better, I don't even think I finished chemistry in high school. Um, you know, so, so there's that. What I want to ask you though, what's your level of comfort with being good enough to be dangerous to yourself? Cause I'm very comfortable with that. It, uh, that's another one that depends on the setting, right? If, <laughs> of if course. it's yeah, the yeah. only person that's going to look like an idiot is me. I have no reservations about saying anything, <laughs> doing anything. My man. Yes. But if I, if, if what I do and say is going to reflect poorly on either someone else or a company yeah. or whatever, then I'm a lot more reserved in the way that I approach things. That's fair. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wise approach. Yeah. If it's me, I mean, yeah, I'll be completely honest and open with everybody unless it's going to physically put me in danger or it's something that's completely immoral in my eyes. Yeah, whatever, man. Let's try it. I'm, I'm game. Yeah. Cool. So what did you get done on your vacation? How, like, What does relaxing even look like for you? I can't imagine you relaxing. I know you've told me before that it's a really hard thing for you to do, and especially being sober. How does that work out? <laughs> right. right. Uh, wow. So much to unpack there. No, I, I mean, I'm able to relax, uh, you know, on vacation. Usually the goal is we're beach bums, right? So just want to go to the beach, want to play in the ocean, want to play in the sand, you know, run around, chase the kids, go to the pool, go to the sand dunes, fly kites, um, you know, just do stuff but not really have to accomplish anything or have to achieve anything, um, you know, and I don't, I don't work out when I'm on vacation anymore. I don't you know, usually don't diet to any great extent while I'm on vacation. So just kind of taking it as it comes for the most part is, is what I do. I'm able to unplug. That's good. Were there, were the waves good? Uh, the first day we got there, it was violent. It was windy. It was cold. And then it, it kind of settled down. There were, there were a few days where it was a little calmer and, you know, felt safer having the kids down, down playing around in the ocean and stuff. Um, but there was a, there was a good range of kind of rough seas, uh, which is always nice. It's just beautiful and powerful and majestic, and uh, and and calmer waters as well. You said you like to get in the water. Have you ever been surfing? I really, really, really want to. It's hard to organize um, doing that with uh, with the two small children now. Paired with the fact that I am not a strong swimmer, I've just not done it yet, but it is definitely on the bucket list. Yeah, dude, I gotta be honest with you. You are shark bait if I've ever seen it. You know, you're, <laughs> what the hell is that supposed to be? You're about the size of a seal. You're slippery and ah. shiny. You know, 2% body less, fat. That's the only thing that differentiates you. I was gonna you. say, much less blubber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. First off, the last way, there's like two ways I. Well, three. Well, there's a lot, but there's a, there's a handful of, of key ways I just absolutely do not want to die. Drowning, being eaten by a shark, you know, and dying on the highway or in an airplane crash. I, I know, right? Like all the standard things. Those are like up there, man. So drowning versus shark attack, which one do you think would be worse? Man, that's a hard one. Drowning versus, versus shark attack. Can I qualify this at all, or is it just well? The qualification drowning? is this: you you could potentially get attacked by a shark and survive, 
But right. the premise of the question is that you're going to die. So at the end of it, you'll be dead one way or the other. Would you rather drown or, or get attacked by a shark? I don't know. When there's an accident, you know, the, you get the, the all the, the chemical reactions, the, the fight or flight, all that, and it like speeds up and you don't really feel pain. But either one of those would be terrifying. And I've heard it said, I don't know if it's true, that once you kind of accept the fact that you're drowning, that it's a very peaceful way to die. But you've you've inhaled water when you've been like drinking or talking, right? And yeah. That, that, yeah. that hurts pretty good. So I don't know if I can answer that, man. Yeah, that, that is a tough one. Because on, on the one hand, you know, I think about if you were sealed inside... A, a water receptacle, right? Like a Houdini type thing where you're completely sealed inside. That would be Or terrifying. you were stuck in a car. You were stuck in a car that like yeah, crashed yes, and was filling yes, up, right? Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. That would be, that would be scary, but I still think right, I'd take terror. that over getting attacked by a shark. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I don't, I almost lean towards the shark. I feel like it would be quicker. Um, it would probably be less, no way, dude. It would be way more violent and way slower because that thing's going to come in. It's going to be bumping you at first to see if you're any good. Then it's going to come and take a bite. You're going to start bleeding. It's going to cut an artery. You're going to be like pumping out into the ocean. Then you're going to get 30, 40 more sharks come swarming in and tear you apart. <laughs> My God, you've watched one too many movies. That sounds yeah. like the plot of you know a Jason Statham movie or something. Um, what? But, I mean, you've... All right, what's the most physically traumatic experience you've ever had? You, you like being jumped, beat up, uh, broken, like... I, I, it would probably, uh, just off the top of my head, it would probably be um, when I broke my ankle snowboarding. So I teed the up moment. a tree in the woods, and I heard my ankle break. Oof. Yeah. In the moment that the event was actually occurring... How bad did it hurt? Oh, it was unbelievable. It was excruciating for like the first probably 10 seconds. And then really? it was just so much adrenaline that I it didn't hurt. Right? Yeah. Every major traumatic like thing like that I've experienced, there was no pain initially. Um, you know, because shock uh, set in first, I guess. So mm. that's why my perspective is like the shark, like well mentally terrifying. You're going to be toast by the time the pain or the whatever catches up to you. I don't know. That's just been my experience though. Yeah. Now you might have, you might be onto something there. You might be onto something there. Yeah. Is this a flashback to our last conversation about mortality and how you are completely comfortable with your mortality? As long as it's not (laughs) a shark attack or drowning. (laughs) No, I think the, I think the idea there is, is kind of like, it's not the act of dying or being mortal or your life coming to an end. Uh, there's certainly ways I would prefer it didn't happen, though. Right. Yeah, yeah. that totally makes sense. Anyway, that was quite a tangent. Did you find any shark teeth while you were walking the beach? We did We did not. Just between um, kind of uh, my daughter being sick and back and forth at nap time and my son didn't feel great at one point, you know, we didn't spend a ton of time kind of on the beach. Uh, and all my son wants to do is kind of dig in the sand and bust sandcastles up and stuff. So uh, there wasn't a lot of beach combing going on uh, this trip. So now that you're back and you had no progress on your little side endeavor, do you are you starting to make plans? Are you trying to lay anything out or have you just not even had time yet to really think about it? 
I've, I've not had time. So, um, you know, I, I went to the doctors, we went straight on vacation. I had, you know, I got uh, a fever a couple of times. I was dealing with kind of the fallout of that. So I didn't feel great. Um, I've come back. I, I don't know if you can tell my voice is a little, uh, little gravelly sounds like I've actually finally gone through puberty now at almost 40 years old. Um, I've, I've, caught like a chest cold head cold since I've come back you know I'm not feeling too great so I just I haven't had the mental clarity or I guess energy to 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 really launch on anything I felt pretty rough last night I, I went to bed at like 6 30 p.m. you know so I'm, I'm hoping you know one or two of these sessions will get me keyed back up and, and energized and as I start to feel better that I can launch on on some of that but no I've made zero progress on life that happens from time to time buddy it's all right yeah I mean, I've I've kicked a can down the road for four years, so <laughs> you know it's a long long way to go. And eventually, I mean, that can basically was just the the little pop top at the end. By the time it, you know I finally yeah. got there, it was kicking it so damn long. But and you know sometimes you have to realize these these endeavors. I mean, they're marathons. They're they're lifetime pursuits. You know, so I find that when I get in the mode of like I need to force something to happen that's when more the negative emotions or the feelings of discouragement can come in because sometimes you know you just need time you need to you need to wait and come at something from a different angle and just think through it and allow you know the universe to to play things in your favor sometimes yeah that's a really good point i think when you're trying to force something the other side of it is you're usually not going to be able to give it your best effort yeah you know, that's true in everything I mean, sports is a great example you know, you're watching. Uh, well, I was watching baseball last night. There's a, a guy come comes into the game in a, a high pressure situation, and you know he's trying to force it. He's trying to force, you know, throwing the ball as hard as he can. He's trying to force making the perfect pitch, and it just winds up getting blown up because yeah, you, you have to be in the flow. You have to be in that right state of mind to just be relaxed and let it let it take you. And I think it's it's not just physical, right? That that same mindset mentality could be answering emails at work. If you're trying to force right. something and rush through it, you're going to send something that you probably wish you hadn't when you get a response yeah. versus just kind of letting it hit at the right moment and, and going with it. Yeah. What's the saying over determined efforts produce something. I, I don't know. I'm a little dull. Forgive me. <laughs> Man, not even able to pull know, up the cliches. What is I'm going on? I'm falling off. Yeah, I'm falling off. So it's okay. It's okay. I'm still in the fight, baby. Well, buddy, I can lose a round without losing the match. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I'll I let know. you have now that. Now I'm one. just. I may have a fever. I'm just saying saying words. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess we can call it here. I know you got uh, other stuff to to get into today, but it was really good to catch up with you. I'm glad we got the chat and. Um, you know, look forward to hearing more about what you're working on going forward. Yeah, sounds good, man. I, as always, really enjoyed our, our time, Tom, and I look forward to doing this sooner rather than later. Yeah, buddy. Good to have you back in town. Yeah, man. See ya. All right. Later. <laughs>